0: You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this uh, Thursday morning. Now, in the next 15 minutes or so, we're catching up with Dana Winograd once again, and she's the co-founder and the CEO of Plastic Free Seas. And uh, we're going to be talking about the upcoming International Plastic Bag Free Day, uh, uh, what they've been up to as an organization, and also the regulation uh, for plastic tableware as well. Dana, welcome back on the program, and thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me again. It's been a while, so it's really nice to to hear your voice again.
0: Yes, it's great to see you as well. Well, I say see you because um, I'd love for our listeners to hop onto Facebook. Uh, This way we'll be able to see and hear Dana there, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So, um, well, let's start with what uh, Plastic Free Seas has been up to since the last time we we spoke. I think uh, I saw on your social media that you and Green Dragons Hong Kong collected a lot of uh, plastic bottles at the... Dragon Boat Race. Uh, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so that's just one of the things we've been up to lately, but you know, Dragon Boat Races, of course, produce, unfortunately, a lot of waste. And over the last little while, they there ha- hasn't been a great collection of those uh, packages. So my friend Suzanne and I from uh, uh, Hong Kong Green Dragons went to one of the races earlier this month, and unfortunately there wasn't any recycling set up. It's, uh, there wasn't a lot of you know, momentum to actually do the collection even and do the sorting. So we spoke to all the teams, got them on board and actually collected 3,000 plastic beverage bottles and 1,500 metal cans of, on our own, um, with the help of course of some of the teams and delivered them personally to the community green station in Wan Chai at the end of the day. Now we worked really hard to try and make sure that happened at the big race the other day and at at Stanley and it did because they very late in the day, the, or the, the sponsor Sun Life actually commissioned the greeners to properly manage the the recycling. So big shout out to Sun Life. Big shout uh, shout out to the Green Earth. They did a fabulous job. Unfortunately, there are races this weekend. It's questionable as to what's going to happen. Again, we need support from the government. We need support from sponsors. We need support from the teams to actually use less. First of all, don't bring bottled water. You know, they've got got, um, water refill stations for you there. So stop bringing water, bottled water, sort of the plastic and the, the cans that you do use and make sure it gets to recycling.
0: Yeah, that's right. Because there were a few locations for the Dragon Boat races and a few days happened over the weekend. And of course, I think some happened on Dragon Boat uh, Festival uh, Day I- itself. Um, oh, so I'm really I, I didn't I didn't go this year to, to the events. I didn't realize they had a uh, water filling stations there. So there should be an incentive for people to bring their own bottles in the first place.
1: Exactly. Pretty much every race will now, na- I can't say every race because I don't manage to get to every race. There are a lot of them, but most of the races are at least bringing, um, providing refills, which is great. So that should eliminate, you know, half the bottles, really. Um, But the The Government run races on the weekend. That's not open to anybody but participants. So I wasn't there. I heard recycling was, mm, but the big races on the day last Thursday or on Dragon Boat Day at Stanley, those were the ones that they did really. A, a great
0: job at yeah okay well um we'll continue to to follow your social media hopefully next year there's still a year's time so hopefully like you said you know government will come on board and you know it also comes down to the sponsors and really just commissioning uh, uh, different NGOs and charities and also down to the participants to bring less if you know I I, I you know I get that recycling and um, it is is a great thing but re- really refusing and not using it in the first place is really the the big thing that we really need to drill into people's minds
1: exactly and that's what we do and also just there's still lots of races this year so lots of opportunity for um improvement
0: yes absolutely because oh you're right because dragon boat is really ongoing <laughs> there's always uh, you know dragon boat teams uh, around in hong kong um so uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the plastic bag uh, consumption as well very quickly because that is also sort of the tag um uh, next monday on the 3rd of july is international plastic bag free day um what's the situation like in hong kong or is it really quite irrelevant because plastic bag is just a little bit of the problem so maybe we shouldn't put so much emphasis on plastic bags
1: no plastic bags are not a little bit of the problem um i sorry i don't have those numbers to to my fingertips at the moment but they are big enough that they're highlighted on the waste um yes. municipal solid waste evaluation from the government and it's a big number so we definitely need to focus on this of course the government uh upgraded their legislation at the beginning of this year so they tightened up you know how many bags you can get for free because they're they removed some of the exemptions on chilled and and open goods so they they're trying but you know people still it's it's they increased it to a dollar but people still need just like we're talking about the bottles they need to bring their own bags so you know you need to bring not just the big bag you need to bring the small bags as well to put your fruit your produce in so it's again just a bit of pre-planning having those bags in your in your own backpack even putting your stuff right into your backpack you don't need a you know a special bag really if you're not getting too much stuff it's all about pre-planning and just making the decision I'm not going to create this
0: waste exactly and it's about reusing these bags as well you know i I know i always quote my grandma's example but with those ziploc bags she'll reuse them again she'll wash them hang them up to dry and then reuse them again and again because they are really handy especially when you go to the supermarket and you're buying i don't know um meat or if you're buying um, something cold Um, and they'll always give you those really thin plastic bags for the cold products and actually because those are the free ones actually I do see those aren't
1: free anymore Uh, Noreen those are the ones that they've exempted they've removed the exemption which is great oh really because it's not supposed to be free
0: oh okay well that's questionable because some of the markets that you go to still sort of slot it in for you Okay, so maybe there needs to be like a better uh, system to to regulate what's given out for free and what's not.
1: Yeah, just talking about the Ziploc bags, you know, it's often the things that we buy from the grocery store come in these like really good zippable bags. So instead of buying Ziploc bags, we just reuse whatever packaging that we get.
0: That's such a great idea because when you buy like walnuts or almonds, it comes in those resealable plastic bags. And you can reuse yes. them. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, you, you mentioned a point, um, uh, b- when we were corresponding before about traveling and reusables. So speaking of rezu- reusables and there are a lot of people traveling this summer or getting uh, ready to, to, to travel. What are your thoughts on that, uh, Dana?
1: So particularly when you're going to less developed countries, we have to be so aware of the waste that we create in these countries. You know, it's globally we have to reduce waste, but it's even more important when we're talking about a country that can't manage their own waste properly. So we shouldn't be bringing, you know, going there and and getting takeaway food in, in polystyrene boxes or any single-use boxes. We can bring our own containers. The bag issue, of course, is just as relevant. And we're all going to go shopping when we go on holiday, right? So always have that folded, you know, folded up bag in your your own bag. But it's also when you're traveling, say, on a train or on on an airplane, always have your reusables with you and use them as much as possible. Don't get five little plastic cups when you're on the plane. Just have your cup and have them pour your cola or your coffee or whatever into your cup. I also personally try, if I'm going to a country where I know that there is recycling and I'm not sure the airplane is going to, the the, the airline is going to recycle properly, I bring my recyclables off of the plane with me wow. and recycle them afterwards. If I do get something, if I get a can or um, it's usually only cans, but I will take them off
0: with me. Yeah, to your knowledge so, do some airlines recycle those cans? Do they separate? It's really them?
1: difficult. Some it depends on the uh destination. Yeah. What happens in the destination. There are different regulations, there are different relationships with some companies. So some airlines coming into Hong Kong will recycle, some I've seen don't. So it's it's very hit and miss
0: sure yeah because i flew back from um australia during easter i mentioned the airline but you know there's only a number of them um and they recycle those cans i saw very specifically very intentionally they went around to collect the cans first um yeah. and then and then it was the other and then the others yeah so that was an it's interesting... quite
1: obvious when you're on the plane what's happening actually. exactly yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you know that's such a good reminder I, I never think about to you know if we have like a can of soda Water just to take that can away with us, um, because yeah. they always give you plastic bottle, uh, uh, plastic bottles of water, and you know, yeah, the right thing to do is always refusing it. And you know, I, I feel fortunate enough that I'm traveling with little kiddies that I'm able to carry a lot of water with me I always say oh it's for the kids it's for the milk or whatever Um, but for some people especially during COVID they weren't even allowed to bring their own but I think the regulations are slowly changing so we should actually refuse bottled waters Um, do you recommend people taking those bottle if they do accidentally take it also bring those bottles with them so that they can recycle them reuse them yeah,
1: if they I mean it depends where you're going. If you're going to some island in the middle of nowhere, um then... Then you may not be able to get that recycled, but you know most most countries especially in a big city will have some uh, structured recycling.
0: Yeah. Um what about hotel amenities? What are your thoughts on that? Um
1: So I think you're referring to the legislation that's in with the government. So that's a uh, plastic uh, regulation on plastics in general for Hong Kong. So oh, I think it's and, fantastic and, and...
0: that it's... Oh, sorry. I meant just when you're traveling, you know, hotel. Oh, tra- um, Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've so many things I want to share. Oh, yeah. um, so definitely. When I travel, I bring my own. If you know, I don't use the little amenities. A lot of hotels are moving towards the dispensers, but you know, I like my my own products, so I usually bring my own, and I try and avoid using whatever it is that they've given you.
0: Yeah, and this way they can reuse it for the next um, customer, person who stays there. Hopefully. Uh, I think that's yeah. what they do. Right, you're you're absolutely right Dana. We do have so much to to pack in. let's talk about the upcoming legislation uh, for the regulation uh, for for plastic tableware. Um what's included in this regulation? What's included in the ban? Can you share with us?
1: So the ban is—it's really interesting. Ban there are there are a couple of lead pieces of legislation. The first one is on tableware, and it's in two phases. In the first phase, we'll see a ban on polystyrene lunchboxes and and cups and things. So all those white lunchboxes will be no longer in Hong Kong, which is amazing. So they'll ban those. They'll also ban plastic um, forks and spoons and plates in for dine in. So, no Good. straws, no paper dine in. It's amazing. It is so, amazing.
0: Because yeah. yeah. there is this lovely, lovely dumpling place that I love going to dine in, but they serve it on paper plates and plastic cutlery and stuff. I'm like, no, you can't do that. So, but yeah, but we bring our own. The problem is.
1: You've just touched on a, an important thing, paper. So they're banning plastic. They're not banning all disposables. I think this is a real problem with the legislation. It's a real kind of a loophole. The loophole so companies yeah. are already switching materials. And the goal is not to switch materials. The goal is to switch away from all disposables. So this is a, this is a challenge. But you know what? Slowly, slowly, and we hope that there will be an incentive and, and some guidance and some assistance to move towards refillable and reusable products instead of just switching to a non-plastic material.
0: Yeah. And that, you're right that, Oh, I didn't realize that. So that is the big loophole because then they're just switching from plastic to now paper. Um, yes.
1: Which is still going to end up in the landfill. Most likely there is some, and you know, compostables, you know, they're not, they're not accepted into our, um, our organic waste treatment facility at the minute so you know,
0: it's, we really need to not be using disposables. Yeah. Um, is there any incentive to help these restaurants? Because uh, I, I did ask those restaurants, you know, why do you use disposable ones? And they were like, oh, we can't hire somebody to wash the dishes. You know, all that excuse, all the excuses you can think of, they were giving. And it's just like really, it's really disappointing because it's a lovely small neighborhood type of restaurant. And you want to support local businesses. And you understand sort of, you know, the, the costs, And, you know, we're the family that brings our own. Tupperware and and, and whatnot. Um, But it's sad because they're still not moving away from disposables. Yeah, well, they
1: will be moving away from disposable plastic anyway, and hopefully that'll be next year. It looks really, really likely that all of this all of the legislations that are being looked at at the moment are going to be happening next year, so it's really fantastic,
0: yeah, um Dana, and I know time is sort of running out. I want to touch on polystyrene a little bit because um I remember um we made that observation that uh, restaurants were sort of moving away from plastic Tupperware and using polystyrene once again as their lunch boxes. Is there any legislation on that at the moment?
1: Well, that, that well, includes banned For yeah. sure. Yeah, the polystyrene is
0: going. For, for sure. sure. Okay.
1: Yes, 100% polystyrene is going. And so s- they won't be able to use that.
0: Okay. And some of the restaurants that we go to also use like cardboard boxes as well. Yes. Um, And those are lined with some sort of... um. A lining of plastic—is it plastic? It's yeah. sort of. What is that material, and is that part of the loophole? Will that be? Will- yeah. Well, no.
1: So the the ones that are lined with plastic will also be banned. So there is there is very clear guidelines of what will be acceptable. The government has created a green platform to help um, inform the restaurant industry so that they know what's acceptable and where they can get it from. But there, what I see as a loophole is there's this new product that's supposedly not plastic lined, but it's a water-based liner, and I, I don't understand it. I think it's a little bit vague. I don't know that. This and it, it does seem to be acceptable. So is it plastic?
0: Take, or is it a bit?
1: It's a not bit, plastic. Okay. It's some kind of an aqueous. I think it's called an aqueous based solution. I can't remember the term at the moment, but it is being touted as as a solution to make something water resistant, if not waterproof. Okay. Um, a, a fiber. I, you know fiber packaging because that's the problem with fiber packaging the paper packaging is that without these plastic liners they're not waterproof
0: okay wow there's so much to unpack for sure every time you come on the show i always have you know a, a lot of questions uh to, to ask you well dana we've only got two minutes left uh, what else is plastic free seas up to
1: Okay, so really fast then. We have a fabulous campaign on our social media at the moment telling people or informing people if you are gonna buy beverage packaging, Which is the best from a recycling point of view? It's very hard to say which is the best packaging to use because there's so many different things to look at. But if you just look at recycling, we've got loads of tips on what you should choose on social media at the moment and on our website. So please go there. The other thing is Plastic Free July. It's coming up in a couple of days. And it's a great time to get people engaged and help them to start being part of the solution. So we've got uh, tips on our website. We've also got a, a video campaign where we'd love people to do a really short video, just saying who they are, where they live and what they're doing for Plastic Free July. So if you wanna, you know, shout it out to everyone, give, you know, lead by example, please go to our website and our social media and you can, you can do a video.
0: Excellent. And remind our listeners once again, Dana, uh, what's your sort of uh, social media and what's your website once again?
1: Yeah, so we're www.plasticfreeseeds.org. and we you can find us as Plastic Free Seas on all of the various social media. I just want to say one thing. It's our 10th year anniversary this year. I forgot. That's like uh, the most exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, Ten so we've old. got so much going on. Um, we're gonna have a celebration. So, you know, if you're a new friend to Plastic Free Seas or an old friend, please do watch out for what we've got going on this year.
0: Okay, well, closer to the time, to the anniversary. Dana, we'll have to invite you back on uh, to share all things plastic with our listeners. Well, meanwhile, thank you so much uh, for your sharing. Let's live a plastic-free July and beyond. um, And and let's continue the good work. Thank you so much for your time today. And that's Dana Winograd, the co-founder and the CEO of Plastic Free Seas. Thank you very much indeed. Have a great summer.